It's Time for Other Strangeness, hosted by me, Psycho Andy. Get in touch with the show by messaging me at otherstrangeness at gmail.com or at Strangeness Talk on Twitter. Today, we are going to get strange with Dana Shobe. Dana, how you doing today? Man, I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I am doing strange. So, oh. you know, right on cue. leave? <laughs> no, no, no. That's good. It's, it's all good. No, no, not that strange. <laughs> okay. I can come back, bro. It's no, it's no big deal. I'll no, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. We, we I, I'll get time after this. It's fine. <laughs> I'll get my time. Don't you worry about me. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. Uh, Dana, you just announced a, a big project uh, called Black, and I want to mm. talk to you about that. Okay. I'll talk back. Please tell me about Black. So Black is a fan film that I have written, will be directing, and will be featured in, um, starring the original uh, Black Ranger. So it's going to be a Power Ranger fan film that is socially conscious with a very strong uh, Black Lives Matter message attached to it. That's fantastic. I, uh, you know, this is a, a good time <laughs> for that. You know, um, the, the sad thing, bro, is like it. I wasn't even worried about that because, like, it's it's always going to be a good time for that. That's uh, unfortunately that's very true, yeah. right? Because, like, you know, I was worried, like, man, it's going to take a long time to get this out. Like, but do I really expect these things to not be like not still be going on by the time it's finished? No, sadly, I still expect these things to still be happening. We had someone today that just got off the hook for. Uh, for kneeling on a black man's neck and mm. you know it's just yeah, this is gonna be mm-hmm. a bummer episode sorry guys <laughs> yeah I, it's you know what it's fine um I, as much as i i do try to stay away from from okay here here's the thing i do try to stay away from politics and a lot of real world stuff however people living and dying is not politics it's people living and dying so if you don't want to listen to this stop listening right now because yeah. we're gonna get into it okay uh it's it i can't i can't we can't talk about this project without talking about the fact that racism exists and right. it sucks and i'm gonna be honest i hope it doesn't exist anymore by the time you're done with this i mean that'd be great i yeah. would like i'd be totally fine with having spent that money and film that film for no reason if you could tell me tomorrow that god was gonna kill racism yeah Okay, so so socially conscious Power Rangers fan film, and you said you got the original Black Rangers. That's Walter Emmanuel Jones. Walter E. Jones. How did uh, how did you hook up with him? Look, I won't say the exact platform because I don't know your audience might be full of uh, depraved ne'er do wells. Sure, I'm gonna go stalk him. I don't know you guys. You guys don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I got a hold of him on social media, and okay. to my delight, he responded. You know, um, I'd actually had the idea a couple of years ago because of a story he shared about his son in a supermarket. Um, someone accused mm. his son of stealing when his son, his son actually hadn't, you know, and um, that kind of got some wheels turning because, you know, you know, you know, I know, you know. Yeah. But uh, for those of you that don't know, um, his character was originally written off of the show uh, due to contract disputes. And the way they wrote him off was that they said he went to a peace conference in Switzerland. And I'm like, why the hell would anyone stop being a Power Ranger to go to a peace conference in Switzerland? You know, not even like a full time job. Like, I'm done being a Power Ranger for this small amount of time that I'm going to be in Switzerland, you know, making peace. 
that never kind of that never really sat well for me, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I decided to kind of like a devise um, an alternate take on why Zach really felt the need to do more than just be a Power Ranger. Yeah. 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 So that sounds yeah, that sounds good, man. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean you're right. So for it anyone, with you, Andy. Yeah. What's up? It starts with you, Andy. It's it's got to start with somebody, right? <laughs> um. Yeah. No. For the audience that that maybe wasn't watching Power Rangers in 1995, right? So, uh, at this point, it's not unusual for the cast of Power Rangers to change every year. But in the first couple seasons, yeah, season one and season two had the same cast of of Rangers. And uh, as Dana said, partway through that uh, second season, there were some contract disputes. Um, I, I don't know the specifics, but I have heard they were over uh, some money because Power Rangers became the biggest thing in the world for a little while there. And uh, and they were that... they were grossly underpaid for it. Yeah, yeah. Because they were all non-union actors. Like, Haim Saban um, is very good at making himself money. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, and is not necessarily the best at making money for other people. Um, that is what the people say. That's that's what I hear through the grapevine. Yeah. No, I've never. Met I certainly haven't got any money from him yet. So uh, right, <laughs> I've certainly given him enough too. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I mean I've never met the guy. You know, the interviews I've seen with him, he seems like he's a nice enough gentleman. Uh, I, I don't want to speak ill of him. I just I know that he is a very wealthy man, and a lot of the people that work with him are slightly less wealthy than him. So yeah, that's very safe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, three of the original five power Rangers all left the show at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, if it was just one of them, I could see, you know, okay, maybe, maybe there was just a working conditions or, or, you know, someone wasn't getting along with somebody or, or whatever. Uh, but when half the cast leaves at the same time, that's a, that's a red flag. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, so they wrote, they, you know, wrote them out of the show, mostly using recycled footage, uh, after. And if you go back and look at it now, you, it's so embarrassing how we fell for it. Yeah. You know, cause like the wigs are bad, bro. Like they have, they have voice doubles. You remember the, I know you and I, we went, back, we went, we went back and watched it. And there's uh -huh. that one scene where, uh, Trini, you see her from behind with a very bad Halloween wig and her voice is like, so it on. We can't go to Switzerland, not now. And it goes, then it switches to actual uh, footage with Twee. Uh -huh. There must be some other way, like an entirely <laughs> different voice. <laughs> like it's so, it's so horrible and yeah. shameless. My gosh. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, we don't know all the details, right? Uh, we weren't there. It, this was twenty six years ago at this point, or whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, all we can go by is is the things that people have said publicly that we've heard. Um, I I suspect that the producers of the show, I mean, not not Haim Saban necessarily, but like the people actually working day to day on the show, probably got stuck in a in a bit of a lurch and were doing the best they could with what they had available to them. Yeah, uh, you're right, you're right, you're right. But you know what? I'm gonna stay on the side of my executive my executive producer How about that. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Listen, I'm not. I'm They're not taking sides here. I'm not. I'm well, not I'm saying, taking sides. I, I'm. I'm saying the You're crew. You're not taking sides. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying I've been Interview's in a situation. Over. I've been in the situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been in a situation that the crew has. The crew would have been left in, and uh, I feel for them. 
you know uh, the people the people making the monetary decisions uh that's you know whatever they they made those decisions and they gotta you know they gotta live with them so um right now everyone's pretty happy so it seems that way yeah and and uh power rangers uh in its entirety got bought by hasbro uh, a couple years ago so uh the people that were making those decisions aren't even in charge anymore so it's fine but you never know because Heim, you know he, he he sold it then he bought it back and that's true. You never know when he might just pop back around with them dollar bills. Yeah, I suspect he's gonna have to pay a lot more money to Hasbro than he did when he uh when, when he Disney bought it. Bought it? When di- well, so here's the thing: is by the time Disney bought Power Rangers, the franchise was kind of out of steam. So I think he was just looking at let me just get that this last big paycheck, and then it was like I think I feel like Power Rangers got devalued even more under Disney. Uh, until kind of towards the end and then they did that the mighty morphin uh redux show where they were adding all the weird special effects and stuff to it Mm -hmm. um and i think that brought back a lot of nostalgia for people and i think saban was smart enough to see oh this is going to be a thing again i mean that's that's when he bought it back and he bought it back for pennies on the dollar for what he uh sold it to them for i have heard that so but bottom uh, line is you never really know. That's true. It's true. You never really know. Uh anyways, we're not here to talk about Haim Saban. <laughs> <laughs> talk about me. We're here to talk about Shuki Levy, the guy that does all his music. No. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So obviously, Power Rangers is very important to you, and and we, you and I have have talked. I still remember there was this day, uh, man. It was at least a decade ago now, and we were talking. I think it was still AOL Instant Messenger at the time. For real to think of, yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was, man. I think it was AIM. And and you just messaged me, and the message just said, "Dude," <laughs> and I responded with, "I know they just dropped all of Power Rangers on Netflix." And your response was whatever laughing emoji you, we were using at the time. And uh, just how did you know that was what I was going to talk about? And I don't know. I still I can't tell you how I knew that's what that dude was about. <laughs> but just something about something about the course of events uh, and the conversation, the types of conversations you and I have. It was just, mm. hey, Okay, cool. We're gonna sit down. We're gonna watch a bunch of Power Rangers because it's and all then on Netflix. We did, sir. And then we like we an did. entire day, an entire <laughs> darn day, just going through all like we went through Green, uh, Green with Evil. We visited some series we hadn't seen before. You know, we mm-hmm. we watched the Power mm-hmm. Transfer. We watched a lot of rubbish <laughs> and loved well, everything of it. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, when you're watching a ton of Power Rangers. There you're kind of watching. There is, ah. I, I, you know, and you and I, I obviously, you're making a fan film with one of the Rangers. That's what uh, you're going to say. Like, and here I am. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, obviously, we love Power Rangers, but we also are smart enough to recognize what we're watching. You know, right. this is a, this is a show made as cheaply as possible for kids in the mid 1990s. Uh, I mean, it's still being made, but the era we're talking about was made, you know, 1993 to 1996. Uh, and, and like, yeah, it's not the best produced show in the world, <laughs> but it's and, still, but it still has such charm to it, man. It is it, it is has so charming, charm to it, and, that, and that's why that's yeah. why I'm we're still fans, right, right, yeah. Um, and and you you are a much bigger fan than I am. I, I will freely admit, like I like the parts of it that I like a whole lot, 
but you like a lot more of the franchise than I do. Yeah, it kind of became uh, that way because a couple of years ago, um, I decided to finally cosplay as the Black Ranger. That was kind of the mm-hmm. beginning of all this. Okay. And that all just began as a, as a weight loss incentive. You know, I, I had a friend who, who, um, who was a personal trainer and she said, do something that where, where you put some real money down, you know, that way, you know, you will meet that goal because you spent the money. And mm. so what I elected to do, what I chose to do was, uh, fulfill my dream of finally becoming the black Ranger. So I did, man. I, t- I took like six months, and I think I think I lost about sixty pounds. Dang. And I, damn it, I got in that suit. And let me tell you, bro, like there is nothing like wearing that suit. There is nothing. I I mean, like there's. It's honestly, and it sounds silly, but it is one of the most rewarding experiences I've ever had in my life. Because when people, the way that people look at you in that suit, especially kids, like kids mm-hmm. will just come up to you and they'll just stare. They will just stare. They will stand beneath you and they will stare agape. They might touch you. They might, they might, they might poke you a little bit. They might hug you. But like it's just it's because it's it's so cool because like for them, as far as they're aware, they're seeing a real Power Ranger. And you just see that magic in their eyes. And it is so, so rad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I uh I don't go down the cosplay route. Uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't have, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not that guy. Um, I wasn't uh, that guy. I became that fair. guy for this. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, like, you know, I dress up for Halloween. I wear whatever I want basically all the time anyways. But like, I don't know, uh, even, even if I had the body for it, I don't know that a skin tight spandex outfit is the move for me. I am not judging anyone else that does that. Uh, present company included. No judgment. <laughs> um, uh, but like, you know, that's, uh, it, I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> Start over. It sounds, it sounds amazing that, that, yeah, the, the, I, I can only imagine how excited kids would be seeing, uh, you know, what's amazing to me yeah. is that they still recognize MMPR. Yeah. That's what's yeah. with me. Like I would, I would have thought that they, if they, they wouldn't know who I was, um, and they would know like they'd recognize like Ninja Steel or. Or uh, Megaforce, but like no, like kids still immediately recognize MMPR, and mm-hmm. I'll still see kids dressed like them at, at cons. So I don't know if that's like the parents making them watch their Power Rangers um, or what, but like it's still relevant to the kids today. Yeah, yeah, isn't that funny? Right? Uh, there's there's so many kids, and and I I think it's probably just because there's access to everything. Uh, I think because of the streaming, because all of Power Rangers is just on Netflix, right? And because the fandom for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers has grown up, and and they're now the people making the new Power Rangers content, you know, mm. and they're they're primarily you know, the the Boom uh, Comics, Boom Studios Comics, like oh, they're man. all Mighty Morphin so stuff, right? So good, uh, yeah. Well, for the most part, I mean, there was the Shattered Grid event, the Shattered the Shattered Grid event. Sorry, I'm getting excited, but like, but yeah, that, <laughs> that event that had um, you know, Lord Draken, uh, mm-hmm. which was an evil version of Tommy, make his uh, debut. Like that showcased lots of different rangers from different series, different seasons. Which also was a, another reason that made me go back and watch a lot of these older seasons because I wanted to know more about these characters that kept popping up, popping up. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots of them that I ha- I really do unironically enjoy, like uh, in space. It's one of my favorites, uh, RPM. Okay. I think maybe the best one. 
I really enjoyed uh, Dino Thunder and Lightspeed Rescue. I did. Uh, I was watching Dino Thunder when that was on, uh, which was probably around that same time that all of it was hitting Netflix. Uh, that one's good, man. That one is just like the most um, equal in terms of in terms of a uh, character focus. You know, I feel yeah. like I feel like uh, the Red Ranger doesn't steal the show like like in most seasons. Like all those characters feel like they're on the same uh, playing field. Even yeah. even Tommy doesn't feel like he's above the rest of them. No, no. And the fact that he's not a ranger for like the first half of the season, I think actually really helps with that. And then he's stuck being a ranger for, for another yeah. half. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. No, uh, yeah. Anyone anyone that, that did watch the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and, and you know, maybe you've gone back and revisited that a whole bunch. Uh, Dino Thunder is a really nice kind of early 2000s update to yeah. the formula. It's the one that the feels the, the most like MMPR. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, guys, um, um, I made a fan film. Just <laughs> <laughs> talking about Power Rangers here, man. But uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So so okay. So this uh, you're making this. This has. I mean, this hasn't been hasn't been shot. Hasn't been edited. I don't know. I don't know where you are in the process at the moment. We are looking to start filming in April, okay. and we hope to wrap sometime in November. Okay, so throughout 2021 is right. the plan. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, and I know you have shared with me that you've been picking up some of the props, some of the the things you'd be using in that. And, uh, I am I'm, I'm very excited for this and that's, I, that's why I'm having you on. Cause I'm excited and I want other people to know about it. <laughs> so much money has already been spent on this thing because, <laughs> because, well, I mean, like, I know it's like, it kind of sounds a little bit silly, but the reality is, I mean, it has to look really good. Like it yeah. has to look as authentic as possible because if if at any any point like you're taken out of it because something looks silly or something looks fake then you lose the entire message yeah and that is that is the important thing about this to me by and far um you know i i say in in my announcement video which you're welcome to share um Mm -hmm. i say in my video that it's different for most fan films because I think most fan films, they are, they're not about a message and certainly mm-hmm. not a message that applies to real world. Mm-hmm. Uh, most fan films are, are, you know, they're just fans that want to um, make a film where they can exist in a world that they're a fan of, you know, and kind of just have a, a fun time with that. Yeah. More of a celebration of the thing that they're making a film for. Right. Or, you know, like they have their own adventure, but be, have themselves be within, within that world. Mm-hmm. Um, for me though, like I'm out here trying to reach some people that maybe ordinarily I wouldn't be able to reach or wouldn't be able to be reached because mm-hmm. I think that it really helps people, um, understand, uh, or be more empathetic when the problem has a face that they like and recognize. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Like there's lots of people that probably, you know, that, 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 that I've known that, that uh, didn't really understand the black lives matter movement or didn't really understand racism or um, institutionalized racism until they have me speak to them and, you know, share my experiences. And, you know, when, when they're looking at me and, 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 and look at me in the eyes and like, there's this guy that I know, like, and I'm not a sh- crappy person. Um, 
mm-hmm. I'm not going to discount experiences. So maybe there's this is real. Maybe it's time for me to listen and learn. And that's kind of what I'm hoping to do here on a much wider scale with Power Rangers, with a brand that a lot of people grew up with, a lot of people know, with a character that lots of people like. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, uh, you know, I was going to ask you why why Power Rangers, but I think that answered it. because yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it definitely there. The, the name value is going to that's going to attract some attention that you wouldn't otherwise get. Um, and that's great. I, I, I mean, yeah. Full disclosure, Dana, let me read an early draft of this uh, of the script. So I kind of know what the story is going to be about. I'm not going to spoil anything, but You're not. Uh, <laughs> um. Other than that, like, I'm going to let you give all the story points that you want. But like, because I kind of know what's what the the at least basic ideas about. I understand. I read an earlier version. There have been rewrites. There will be a slightly different script for shooting. Once it's done editing, it'll be a little. But I understand the basic points of what you're going for. And uh, yeah, with what you're doing, you could go. I mean, that story mostly could apply to other franchises or totally original film. But yeah, because you're doing Power Rangers, you're right. That is going to hit a lot of people who are going to be like, man, this show never tackled this issue. Right. And, and I think, I think uh, deliberately, I think by design, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I honestly think, you know, that original Pirates cast, I mean, it was, it's a pretty diverse cast. It's not a 100% inclusive, but Power Rangers over the years has had somebody from basically every, every nationality, every ethnicity, right? Pretty much. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of one that's missing right now. And like, no, I've seen a Ranger of pretty much every race. I can mm-hmm. think of, mm-hmm. and even like even a leader, um, yeah. Pretty much every flavor has been a leader at some point. Yeah, and I mean it's entirely. I mean, I like as we alluded to. I have not watched every episode of Power Rangers, Dana. I, I know you've watched a lot more than I have. I don't know if you've watched every episode or every season yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's entirely possible we missed someone. If we did, I apologize. That's that's. <laughs> I'm not trying to. You know, clearly, I'm not trying to be offensive here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, are you trying to be offensive? I am. I am. Fuck no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, look, I grew up a Caucasian heterosexual cisgendered male, right? I grew up in a in a world where this. I grew up in the world that you know people consider quote unquote normal or the default or whatever. And and because I was lucky enough to grow up in a, a pretty diverse couple of neighborhoods as a kid. Um, I always just kind of got along with everyone regardless of, of skin color or, you know, features or hair color or like it's, it, I know people say that race doesn't matter to them, but like literally uh, it, it, the, I want to know you as a person before I judge you. Sure. But right. But that statement, that's a statement of privilege there. It is. It absolutely is. Right. And, and you and I have definitely had conversations where, uh, I have thought things were one way and you have explained that they were another. And I thank you for educating me because I, you know, if some, there are a lot of things that I'm because of the, the plate, the, the circumstances of my birth and, and everything, uh, there are things that I just, I've never experienced. I don't know. And right. all, and you won't. Right. Right. Um, and, and it sucks that it, it has to be different for us. I agree. But you know that's 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 why we're that's why we're making things like this, right? I mean, exactly. I mean, there's and there are things that I'm I'm excited about. I think I do think there's a shift uh, occurring right now um, 
it's taken a whole lot <laughs> to yeah. get here. But like there, there's a shift, uh, at least within the entertainment industry. Yeah, um, definitely. There's definitely uh, things that are that are coming to add more visibility to uh, people of color, <clears throat> not just black people, but people of color. And that's ex- that's 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 pretty exciting. But again, like it's taken way too long. Yeah. Yeah. And we're still not there, man. We're still not there. We're, I think we're still a ways out. But the fact that we're finally moving is exciting because we got people out there. We got we got people like uh, we got Donald Glover, obviously. We got mm-hmm. like Issa Rae. We got uh, Aziz Ansari. We got Mandy Kaling. You know, we got people out there that um, that are that are that are not just starring in products, but they they are creating content. Yeah, and that's kind of like yeah. that's kind of like what we got to do. You know, because it's, it's 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 become pretty clear that people aren't going to make things for us the way that we like. <laughs> You know, like if yeah, if, yeah, they're not it's they're not gonna make us look good, so we gotta make ourselves look good. Um, there's a good quote from uh, Donald Glover in one of his songs, um, or I or I mean, Childish Gambino. Or <laughs> <laughs> sure. he says like, uh, people see you how they want to see you until you make them see you in another way, and that's kind of what's happening right now in Hollywood with uh, with these creators. Yeah, and what that does is it normalizes black people as um or not black but you know people of color right and and hopefully diminishes that idea of white people being the default right yeah 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 and i i don't know again this is me speaking from my my place of privilege i uh i i hate that anyone gets othered you know, and and I don't I, I have never thought that that was right. Um, and even the times that I have done it unintentionally, I always feel terrible about it. And uh, I don't know. I, I it it sucks. It, it sucks that we, you know, in the era of, of Power Rangers and Captain Planet and and all that's right. Like it, the Burger King Kids Club, like all of them were these super diverse things that were just all over our entertainment. And I, I think the attempt was to normalize integration of everything. And uh I don't know. Maybe, maybe it worked for some people. Maybe it didn't work on others. Um, it just, it, it, it seems so strange to me that anyone would have a problem with someone based on something so superficial. Yeah, It, it didn't work on enough people. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, obviously <laughs> that, it's, that's always been so confusing to me, man. Cause like when, when you got like people that are racist, but they're, they're fans of the X-Men or they're, they're racist, but they're fans of star Wars. I'm like, do you guys, you guys not, you guys not get it. Yeah. You guys like, like the, you're the friends of humanity. You know, you know, you guys not understand that that you're you're on the Empire side, like right? Yeah the the number of people when I was when I was working at comics, there was a the number of people that I was telling, like, no, you understand that X Men is a blanket metaphor for everything that's not white people, right? Like, <laughs> it yeah, and, uh, racists and sexists and and homophobes and everyone that grew up liking X Men, and then they're like, yeah, I like you know Wolverine, but fuck those whatever right and it's like mm-hmm. you're you're the people making the sentinels you're yes! the problem well that's a great way to put that <laughs> you are the people making the sentinels yeah like bolivars i i just i just if if i i, I uh yeah I mean, I, I, it's it's stupid. like it's just dumb it is dumb but like people just have to have a willingness to think and and recognize yeah. they're wrong you, you can change your line of thinking I did, man. I did. I, I grew up homophobic. 
And it just came to a point where like people would hit me with questions. They would say like, why are you this way, man? And the fact was, I didn't have a real answer for it, you know, or at least not a, not a good one, not one that was good enough. So uh, I, it, that was that's not really all it took it was like, if I don't have a good reason, a good reason to believe what I'm believing other than, other than like I just do or I just am, then why am I holding on so tightly to that? What's the point? Why not be a better person? Why not choose to be a better person and lead a richer life? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And hey, thank you for sharing that. You know, um, I, it, it's important to know that, yeah, listen, you know, you, you just admitted you, you grew up homophobic, but you changed. Yeah. You, you, you learned, you thought better about it. You, you put, you know, put some work into it and, you know, <laughs> now you're not anymore. Right. Well, I'm not, no, I'm not. So, I do theater, man. I have tons of gay friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So like, uh, that's real inspiring too, right? Because here you are, you're you're going out making this message, but like you also are one of those people that has changed your mindset about a different group of people. That's why, yeah, and that's why I don't feel comfortable giving people a lot of slack, you know, because mm-hmm. w- if I know I can change, then I know I'm not like a more developed human being <laughs> than anyone else. Sure. So if yeah. I can do it, damn, you damn sure can do it too. It just takes you not being stubborn. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, this shit got way too heavy. <laughs> it is, though. I think it feels. I mean, weird. here's the, like these conversations. <laughs> no, no, these conversations are very important to have. <laughs> but also, let's talk about some cartoons and shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it got too heavy for my man, guys. It got it got too got too hot in here. No, it's 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 good. It's just you know we're at we're at the halfway point of the show, and like I I. I want to leave people happy. So, uh, but uh, you know, again, this, these are important conversations to have. This is important stuff to think about. And everyone needs to, you know, like you said, they need to sit down and think about why do they feel the way that they feel. Yeah, and if you don't have a good reason for it, then let it go. Yeah. Yeah. It's really that simple. It really is exactly that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So cartoons, I like them. <laughs> uh, I like them a lot too. Oh, um, here, here's what I've been watching. I'm gonna keep it yeah. black, though, bro. I'm gonna keep it black. Uh, That's fair. Static Shock is on HBO Max right now. Is it okay? It, I was looking a couple weeks ago and I didn't see it there. Uh, it's pretty it, recent. It's pretty recent. It's, it's, it's okay. Especially on there. Gosh, man, that show. That show. Uh, hit some topics that um other cartoons at the time were not hidden and they yeah. do, they do it really well um is it is it aesthetic is he Dwayne McDuffie's character yeah yeah uh i'm not sure uh, yeah i'm pretty sure Dwayne created him okay it's either him or Dennis i'm not sure oh it could have been Dennis Cohen yeah yeah, yeah. okay one the, okay one of them two gents yeah but yeah, um yeah. but he's he's one of the milestone comics characters yeah he's he's a milestone guy yeah um, yeah, and uh, milestone for anyone that isn't aware, because this is this is a <laughs> this is the advantage of me being a huge comic nerd. Uh, <laughs> milestone was a predominantly black created company. Like I, I believe all the creators were black. Uh, yeah. They were at least all people of color, um, and they were like, "Yeah, there's not. It, why is every superhero white?" And 
they went and were like, we're going to make a bunch of new characters. So they made, you know, their Superman analog was icon and their uh, Iron Man analog was hardware. And um, static was, was the cool teen. I mean, he yeah, probably he, the Spider-Man analog, Parker. right? Mr. Peter Parker. Yeah. 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 Um, and in the early 2000, late, late nineties, early two thousands, I want to say 2000, 2001. It was 2000, um, early 2000. Okay. Yeah. Um, on kids WB, they, adapted the static comic into a cartoon show and called it static shock and uh had him cross over with all the justice league characters yeah around season two they start showing up yeah and, and then he he starts showing up in like justice league unlimited and batman beyond and stuff too yep yeah and now he's kind of he's kind of kind of made the whole crossover into the main dc universe he's in comics now yep um, he's in he's in young justice he didn't get enough shine in that show i felt but he's there and sure. Uh, there is a milestone uh, like rebirth thing happening in comics right now. In the way, have you seen that? I have not. Yeah, no. Yeah, they're bringing Tell me about this. back in DC. Starting oh, out. That's fantastic. Yeah, some new, new, uh, new static comics. I think they're doing Icon again. That's fantastic. Uh, I know. I know. Part of what happened was is is DC published milestone stuff in the early '90s when they were coming out the first time, um, and then I think I want to say around. Oh man, when I had Comic Zone, so somewhere in that that 2009 to 2011 time period, I think DC just straight up bought the Milestone characters. Um, or I know Dwayne McDuffie was had an exclusive contract with DC at the time, uh, and I have a couple issues of Justice League where the was it the Shadow Cabinet or the Blood Syndicate? Man, <laughs> very <laughs> 90s names, but like the team, the the Milestone Justice League showed up, um, and it was it was just before right before the New Fifty Two, so it was classic or post-crisis justice right league and... things went to crud yeah well <laughs> uh, say what you want about the artistic integrity of the new 52 it raised that that decision the the hype of the new 52 raised sales of comics across the board so yeah the new 52 itself was kind of dumb but i'm kind of glad it happened because the whole industry benefited from it i'm not gonna pretend i knew that but i'm still pissed off about it that's fair. That's fair. I it, listen. I I I read a lot of the New Fifty Two stuff uh, for a f- handful of issues and didn't continue. So I, you know, you know. I, I I did too, man. I, I gave it a shot. I read yeah. I read Justice League. I read some Superman or what? What was it? Uh, Action Comics. Mm-hmm. He was wearing mm-hmm. the jeans. They had the boots, and he was dangling politicians off buildings because Grant Jackson, Jackson all did not like Superman. Yeah, yeah. man. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, um, I gave it a shot, and it just you know I just I couldn't stick with it. I think Jim Lee as an artist uh, is that's well that's where he's supposed to be, you know. Yeah, Jim Lee, I, Jim Lee is as is good at like uh, as an artist that he's good at rendering. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, he's really good yeah. at rendering. I don't think he's the best at character design. That's fair. No, I, th- I think his characters were, the designs were just way too extra line. I mean, it's 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 interesting, right? Because I mean, Jim Lee's X Men is probably the most iconic interpretation of the X Men, other than probably the original uh, giant size X Men number one team, right? Um, and, and even then, it, at this point, it's it's debatable. But like, I would say, you know, the the '90s cartoon X Men is is the team that Jim Lee mostly designed, right? Um, or him and his friends, um, <clears throat> and and a lot of those designs are pretty great. But then he immediately, like, right after that, you know, year after he designed the Cyclops with the the strap and Rogue and the green and yellow that everyone loves, uh, he went and designed the Wildcats, and most of those characters just look 
terrible. <laughs> ah, I think I think Grifter looks all right. Grifter is the exception. Grifter and Voodoo are the two that look okay. <laughs> but like, like Spartan, like what is going on with Spartan's outfit? Do you know you don't like Zealot? Uh, Zealot's okay, but she's just Psylocke in red. Yeah, she is. Like he already did that design. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes she has a haircut. Sometimes she has a super long ponytail. Yeah, you're right, man. Like, <laughs> I, I, I like Grifter though. He looks all right. I, you know what, Grifter. Yeah, and he's yeah. but he even then mask, but it, right. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Um, I, listen, I've met Jim Lee a couple times at signings and stuff. He's a good dude. I don't mean to talk badly about him as a human. Just yeah, to your point. Maybe not the best guy at character design. Look, man, he can uh, work it. He is making so much more money than both of us. That's true. Like, yeah, he, I just he can I don't want to sh- listen. I don't want to shit on people that don't deserve it. I don't want to say someone's a bad human because I don't like the way they draw. You're not saying he's a bad human. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he's not a bad human <laughs> because I'm about his mama or <laughs> that's all. Yeah, his kids or nothing like that. <laughs> I think he's probably all right. He's I, probably fine. I have yeah. watched lots of his uh his like uh, Twitch streams where he's drawing live. And mm-hmm. God, he, he, I mean, he's, a, again, he's an incredible artist. He yeah. makes it look so, so easy. And that's, that's what I love about him, man. He, like he, his pencil just flies, just flows. Art just, just effortlessly flows out of that man. You don't really see him like doing much of like a, a racing or even making mistakes. Not that you see that with a lot yeah. of artists, but like still like Jim, like he will put out a masterpiece in minutes, minutes. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not saying he's a bad guy or or a bad no, no, no. or anything like that, but what I was getting at is I, I didn't like his designs for the new 52. <laughs> that That's my long-winded that's... Winded way of saying I didn't like what he did, put all the extra lines in everyone's suit. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I agree. Listen, I agree. Flash with all those extra lightning bolts is unnecessary. Yeah, well, right? well, yeah. Now everyone else has to draw that crap, and <laughs> I wouldn't want to draw yeah. that. That's- I, I no, I don't. I I have been uh, re- coincidentally, I have been going through the old uh, official handbook of the Marvel Universe stuff and the editions that were printed between, I want to say, nineteen eighty four is when the first one came out. I might be a little bit off on that. Uh, so, but the stuff that came out in the eighties and early nineties, and just looking at a lot of the character designs from back then, and like, man, all of those designs are so simple and so iconic. The character has like two or three colors. Right. It's usually the uh, most of the outfits are like a uh, shirt and pants that are the same color with some trunks over it mm-hmm. that are the same color as the gloves and boots. Right. Yeah. And then there's like an emblem or like you get the the Spider-Man or the Wolverine like triangle design down the front of the chest. Yeah, that's a right? good point. It's a really and good point. Like everyone and like the masks can vary, but you get like some of the, the Robin style domino masks. Or you get like those kind of head sock things like Gambit was wearing um, or like Captain America, but like he's, the hair, the hair pops out. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean, man. It's just, again, I just never heard it described as a head sock thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to describe that thing as me neither. Um, head sock thing works. Yeah. It's a head sock with a hole in it for your face. Um, <laughs> But, like, so many of those designs, like, across the board, right, all through the history of the the first 30 years of the Marvel Universe, everyone just had these very basic, simple designs. And then you can kind of see in the late 80s and early 90s when those image guys come in, they start adding all the extra gear, right, all the extra pouches and all the extra shoulder pads and stuff. And, like, some of it's fine, you know? Like, I I don't think that the stuff, the, the, like, 
again, that 90s Jim Lee Cyclops is, is super iconic. Um, I don't think the pouches around his, his waist are too excessive. It's unfortunate that no one ever did anything with them. But no. like, it it's reasonable that these guys that are running around in tights would want to have pockets, right? Keep right. their wallet, keep their ID, whatever, right? Keep some spare change if they need to go to the store. Um, Although they're relying solely on Cyclops because like he's the one, he's the one that has them. <laughs> well, fair enough. That's what it is. Um, like it's like everyone's wallets and keys are in on Cyclops. Are in Cyclops and and see everyone says Cyclops is a dick, but he's holding everyone's wallet. Mm-hmm. What a nice guy. What a, what a nice guy. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Wolverine's a dick now, man. He ain't got no pockets. <laughs> you can take the word now out of that sentence, man. Wolverine's always been a dick. Um, uh, Jesus. <laughs> He's like, dude, I got uh, keys, man. And you have the nerve to hit on my girl right in front of me. Right? Like, yeah. Bub. <laughs> and then, like, it's... But it's... it's so, but my point was like, as you go through comics between kind of like 1988 and you go up to the modern day, like new comic costumes just get more and more complicated to the point where like people can't meet a 30 day deadline for a comic book anymore because they're spending so much time drawing stupid details on these characters that really just don't need them. Right. And, but then you notice that they, they would usually revert back up until like now we got movies and now right. movies are influencing the design of the characters. Right. And for the movies, I think it makes more sense to add more detail because you don't have to draw every frame of, well, unless movies, it's animated, yeah. but, but yeah, you know, typically but... you don't have to, you don't have to draw every detail, but like, yeah, man, when they're putting all of those movie Iron Man lines on the comic version, exactly, I just, I feel so bad for all those artists. Cause they want to, they want to cater to the movie audience that it's this yeah. one that's coming in there well, from seeing Iron Man in 2008 and like now they want yeah. the comics like, well, we, we better make damn sure that Tony Stark now speaks like Robert Downey Jr. does. And looks like him and has like his, you know, all the advanced tech and weaponry that my favorite Iron Man is still like just that dude that's wearing like the the red and yellow stretchy suit that is somehow metal. (laughs) That's that's my Iron Man. That's the Iron Man I draw. Like, don't ask me to draw no other Iron Man. I'm going to say no. My Iron Man, a big old circle in the middle of his chest and like a Mm -hmm. weird couple of lines for his or is just 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 hyphens for eyes and a mouth. <laughs> and he's got some some circles on his hips for nothing, no reason. He's wearing yeah, I don't know what those discs are draws. all about. Like that's my Iron Man. <laughs> uh, my Iron Man is the one shortly after that. Mine is the the one that you see in the Marvel versus Capcom games. I hate that's him. my favorite that one. That's fair. He's got pants. We don't have to. It's the pants. That's pants. A... If he didn't have pants, that would I, I just need yellow legs. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. But like that's, just, that's I'm a stickler for like he must have <laughs> yellow legs. Don't you dare show me Iron Man wearing pants. Don't you dare. <laughs> it's amazing the the little details that people can get hung up on, isn't it? I I am weird about a lot of crap like that, bro. <laughs> if you want to go to Power Rangers, man, like there's there's a detail on every single helmet that's really important to me. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, let's bring this back around. What are what are some of the the fun details that are important to you on some Power Ranger helmets? Okay, so you know there's there's a lot of fan made helmets out there. I have I have most mm-hmm. of them myself. Um, what's important to me about the Blue Ranger helmet? That very thin white line above the visor. Do you do you know what is I'm that, talking about? I I I do, but that is not a detail that I ever think exactly. about. Exactly. 
Yeah. When I was getting my Blue Ranger helmet, like it, I must have this line be very, very thin. And it must be half of this space. Like I was very anal about it. You know, that thin uh-huh. white line was what I was most, what, that's, that's most important to me on the Blue Ranger helmet. For the Yellow Ranger helmet, that's the pinstriping, the detail lines. Because hers is the only helmet where you can, you can like see them visibly within the show. Yeah. So they got to be really crisp and clean, the detail lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pink Ranger helmet, bubble visor, must have a bubble visor. Um, oh, I I don't know that I ever noticed that her bubble, their, her her visor bubbles that it it juts out a little bit. I mean, they they all do, but like okay. a lot of a lot of helmets you can get away with without having that bubble visor. Most of them, okay. in fact, but hers, no 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 no, it must it must have the bubble visor. Okay, okay. You know, uh, the White Ranger helmet. Uh, a lot of people don't know that like the bottom of the chin is silver and not gold. A lot of folks think it has a gold stripe that goes across the bottom. It does not. Hmm. It goes under the chin, but the chin itself is silver. You see, man, I I I have this weird yeah. Ranger OCD. No, no, it. I, I get it. I get it, man. Like it's it's. I, I have drawn comics, right? And people have done art of my characters. And when people draw my characters wrong, it kind of drives me nuts. So. I get it. Like, to, I mean, like, I don't get, I don't get nuts over other people's characters. Yeah, that's uh, unless right there. unless someone asks me to. But like, uh, <laughs> you know, someone draws Hawk or Croc or whatever, and they draw them slightly wrong, or they they miss out a de- they miss a detail, or or they you know don't le- don't don't put all the lines that I put somewhere. Uh, yeah, it's it kind of drives me a little bit crazy. That, um, well, that makes sense because that's something that you created, you know, and you put those lines yeah. for a reason. Yeah, like you know the significance of each line. I mean, mostly I put those lines there because, hey, this line's pretty easy to draw, and I don't have to do a million little scales on Captain America's chest. Uh, so, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. By the way, guys, I also draw. If you haven't picked that up, uh, picked up on that, uh, we also, as friends, we do artwork, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and that's part of how. Um, I kind of regained Walter's attention because I did this piece. Mm. Yeah, I, I did mm-hmm. a Power Rangers piece that kind of that did really well on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, and it features uh, him as the Black Ranger, and it features the other uh, African American Red Rangers. So it was basically a tribute to like the the leaders, the Black leaders of Power Rangers. And that did well, man. It got it got it got shared by it got shared by Walter. Mm-hmm. It got shared by um, by uh, was uh, Selwyn Ward who plays uh, TJ. Okay, you know it got it got liked by a lot of different actors. It got liked by uh, um, I can't Paul Scryer is that how I think Bulk. I like okay. Bulk. Um, <laughs> his uh, name on Instagram is Das Bulk. I like that a lot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Karen Ashley, um, mm-hmm. L. Mitchell, Kel Mitchell liked one of my pieces. Do you know that the from I the, the Kel Mitchell from Keenan and Kel? Yeah, and man, all that? Kel. No kidding. Yeah, like from Kel. Man. Yeah, like it. <laughs> yeah. Is it true? <laughs> oh, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Oh. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like it's just a, what a time to be alive. It's kind of yeah, frustrating because like, there's so much like bad stuff going on in the world 
but also so much like really cool stuff that people are creating and like isn't it frustrating so it is so frustrating it it's yeah it i think that i put this post out on on social media the other day man it was you know between the the joblessness and the racism and and uh the shit that happened with the game stock uh gamestop stock last month like just like there's so much stuff that has come out in the last couple of years that has just become the part of it is you know so many of us are just stuck at home and all we have to do is browse social media and watch the news so we're actually paying attention to what's going on in, in the world outside of us but there's so much stuff that has become that's just being brought to our attention and it i just feel like we're someone is showing us hey your system doesn't work it it works for a few people it works for the people at the top making all the money it's not working for everyone else and something's got to change and well, that that should be very clear yeah yeah and and i i i don't know man i like that there's i like that it's being brought to light i like that more and more people are seeing hey this shit doesn't work uh but i also like that there's so many people who are like you know what things are terrible so i'm just going to celebrate the things that i love right now because this is my way this is my break from dealing with the other stuff also that that's so true man like there's been some really cool stuff that's happened uh i like to say that art like life finds a way Mm -hmm. like no matter what like um i don't did you watch the office you didn't like it did you i i have watched enough of the office uh it's it is i'm not a fan of the the cutaway uh style show or whatever um like like the office and parks and rec like you know the shows are fine it's just uh, the uh, yeah. but that's fine like whatever <laughs> okay well uh john krasinski who's an actor from the office he yeah he had a show on youtube and i'm not sure if he still has it um but it was it was what was it called it was basically the whole point of the show was to highlight good things ever happening in the world and it was really oh, really nice it was always fantastic. refreshing to watch and you know he's just a very charming pleasant guy as it is but like mm-hmm. he was he was doing cool stuff like he was like this person made this thing look at this thing or he uh he would get his office co-stars in um like there was a couple that got married and like he or wanted him to marry them it was something like that and he got all of his uh, office castmates to show up to be like the wedding guests Aww. and they were big office fans and it just it just made their i mean imagine having that as a memory and that wouldn't yeah. happen if it weren't for this pandemic. You know what I'm saying? That's true. I'm saying yeah. good thing that we're in a pandemic, but I'm just saying like people people found ways to make their own silver linings. Mm-hmm. Lots of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there was all the, there was lots of things like that. Those cast reunions, like um, um the the that that show that Josh Gad was doing, where he he brought back the cast of the Ghostbusters. He brought back the cast of uh, I believe it was um, they had the Goonies. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Have you seen any of these? Have you seen any of these? I, no, I, I saw, I've watched, I mean, I watched like the community one. Um, I watched a couple of them, but I, I so many of them happened that it was, it, you know, it was like every day there was this big cast reunion thing and uh, I, I couldn't keep up with them. <laughs> they were happening faster than I could watch there, them. There were so many, and then, but it was all, it was all very special. Each yeah. one was very special. Yeah. Uh, Ferris, Bueller Day, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off was a really good one. 
Oh wow, I didn't know that one even happened. That, okay. Oh man, it's if you watch one, <laughs> if you watch <laughs> one, it should be that one. Okay, okay. I don't even know, do. I want to spoil it for your audience. I don't know. I don't think. Uh, yeah, maybe not for the audience, no, but spoil I'll, it for me off the air. I'll tell you later. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was going to be a strange one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I'm weird like that. That's all. It's all good, man. It, the show's called Other Strangeness. It's supposed to be a strange show. So you're just living up to the expectations. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Um, man. All right. So where Dana can. Okay. So, so you said, you know, we got, you got your, your black power thing did well on Instagram. What is your Instagram? So people can go take a look at it. Uh, my personal page is just my name, which is uh, D-A-N-E-S-H-O-B-E-S-N-B-O-Y-E. And then I have a designated art page, which is just, again, my name, D-A-N-E-S-H-O-B-E-S-N-B-O-Y-E, art. And that page is where I post exclusively art. If you want to see how I feel about Wendy's, follow my main page. <laughs> How, how 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 do you feel about Wendy's? Man, there was a Wendy's in town that had a jacked up sign like almost every day, and like I <laughs> I had feelings about their jank, their janky signs. <laughs> like they just wouldn't finish uh, what they were saying. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, it would, please. It would say explain this. To uh, it would just say things like uh, "coming right now for five off of," and there wouldn't be nothing else. <laughs> like, five off of what Wendy's? Like five off of what? Like, or they'd be like, just buy one, get one of, of what Wendy's? <laughs> <laughs> like, I swear to God, this, this Wendy's was messing with me. That's, like, that's they want amazing. me to come in and find out of what? Like, what can I, what can I be getting? Are they, is, <laughs> uh, yeah, you could just leave off the of on that sign and it would be, probably be more compelling for people to go in. <laughs> right. <laughs> buy one, get one. Buy one, get one what? Of what? I better go in and find out. But buy one, get one of, like, now I'm just mad. What if it's like sauce? What, I don't want to I mean, <laughs> buy one, get one sauce. No one, you don't buy sauce at Wendy's. You, they just give it to you. I don't think, don't, don't some places like make you pay for sauce if you're not getting nothing else? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever gotten just sauce at a fast food place. I feel like, I feel like sauce has gotten weird lately. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I think we—that's our next pandemic. I think it's, this is the weird thing with sauce happening. Is this a? Do you think that's Rick and Morty's fault that sauce got weird? Uh, definitely with McDonald's. Absolutely, <laughs> we are in a sauce crisis. <laughs> solely due to Rick and Morty. Solely, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Um. I, just the sentence, I feel like sauce has gotten weird lately. That, that kind of broke me. I think I, I don't know if I have anything left now, Dana. <laughs> Good, man. I'm going to leave you broken. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, um, other than your Instagram, is there anywhere online you want people finding you? Yes. Um, I also have a web series on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Called- you have a wonderful web series. Yeah, well, thank that I you, have man. Thank you. Definitely promoted in the past. So, yeah. I have a web series called Lucky Us. You can find us by uh, searching Lucky Us Show 
or also just going to a YouTube slash Lucky Us show. It is a uh, it's a sitcom. It's an odd couple comedy uh, inspired by the real life friendship with uh, my best friend, who is a lovely woman named Catherine, who is not a damn thing like me. And <laughs> hijinks ensue. Yeah, I I am a big fan of that show. And the thing that's great is that like you guys didn't like none of your episodes are padded. They're all just as long as they needed to be. Uh, and what do you got? Like like a dozen episodes or so up there? Um, we have we have nine. We have nine episodes. Nine episodes. Yeah. And uh, oh. we have season two written, partially filmed. Okay. We just have a pandemic to get through. Yeah, <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's totally reasonable. Yeah, man. Uh, and and I I will say too, some of the stuff you told me about things you're getting to do in season two are very exciting. Oh, so it's I am so ambitious. I'm very it's much looking huge. forward to that. Um, but no, what I was gonna say is like nine episodes, and a lot of them are are ten minutes or less. So like you can like, like guys, the amount of time you spent listening to me and Dana, you could have watched all of Lucky. It's episodes. true. It, it takes about half an hour to watch the entire thing. Yeah, and I think that's great. I think it, that's that's to the show's benefit. I, I love that now that, uh, you know, we're not stuck in, in 30 and 60 minute time intervals for television. Like people can just make a thing and it just it's this long. It's as long as it needs to be. It doesn't have to fit into a time slot. In fact, the longest one is 10 minutes. OK, and that's, yeah, that's, that might be what I was thinking of. Very last yeah. episode is 10 minutes and that's yeah. as long as it gets. Yeah, man. So, yeah, the whole thing, you could you just watch it all right now. And it's like, as funny, as guys. I promise you it's so funny. I laughed a lot, and I've watched it a handful. <laughs> I, I laugh every time, and I've watched it probably half a dozen times. Yeah, see, oh, that, so. oh, man, my heart. Man, yeah, yeah. And to tie it all back into the today's conversation, the... um the conversation you have with the little girl about different color flowers mm-hmm. like that one, that one hit me. And I was just like, man, that's a, I feel like that's a very good way of explaining all of that to a, a young child. So, yeah. uh, well, thank you, yeah. sir. Thank you. Yeah. You know, good I do job, what I can. Buddy. Yeah. Well, you're doing a good job. So, uh, if lucky us is any indication, uh, I think uh, I understand that black is going to be a very different, very different show, but, uh, if the quality of Lucky Us is any indication, I think Black's going to be worth everyone's time. Yeah, and we have exactly the exact same um, director of photography um, on oh. Black that, that film Lucky Us. So um, it's going to look great. Yeah. At least promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Well, uh, okay. Yeah. Follow Dana on Instagram at his two Dana Shobe and Dana Shobe Art and find Lucky Us Show on YouTube. And, uh, Dana, when Black is ready to come out, I'm going to have you back on the show. I'll be happy to be here. All right. Or if you have any other cool projects coming up, <clears throat> oh, uh, well, I just we'll have you back. I just met. We'll, we'll have you have you back for for to talk about some of those too. <laughs> Sounds good to me, man. I really appreciate being on here. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, hey, be good to each other. Take care. <laughs>